children especially, I think, are really bad. I mean, do we not, can we not admit that we just have a natural curiosity? We want to know things. And Eve, she wanted to have that knowledge of good and evil. Now let me ask you, did the knowledge of evil help Eve out? Was she better off after she learned about evil? No. It, it ruined them. You know, once they sin, you know, it's like, ah, maybe, maybe she's just thinking, you know, I just want to experience this one time. I want to see what it's like. I want to know for myself. And then after she found out, she, you know, maybe she's thinking, once I do it, I'll never do it again. I just want to know what it tastes, I want to know what the fruit tastes like. I want to, I want to know what it feels like. Tommy, I think that microphone went on. It's making, the speaker's making noise. But, um, or the one for the uh, guitar, maybe. But anyway, so she's thinking maybe just one time. And, you know, kids do that sometimes. Hey, I just want to experience this sin one time. I want to know what it's like. I want to see for myself. And, but, you know, the truth is, you know, the Bible and history, I mean, they, they prove that there are some things that we're better off not knowing about. And we all know Adam and Eve, they were not better off after they gained the knowledge of evil. But we live in a day and age that worships knowledge, you know, and they just believe, you know, science, knowledge, it's everything. And we live in a day and age, too, where information is really easy to get. If you want to know about something, you can find out real easy thanks to things like the Internet. There was a time, you know, when parents, they would try to protect their kids from learning about certain things. You know, because they knew, they understood, they're not going to be better off knowing, knowing about these things. It's not going to help them. But you know what people do? They, they say they're, they're curious. They say foolish things. I remember one time, uh, there was a girl that went to my dad's church. And back it was back when the Harry Potter books were real big. And you know, the Harry, everybody was reading the Harry Potter books. And all the preachers were preaching against the Harry Potter books. And I remember there was this dumb teenage girl... That she said, oh, I know they're probably bad, but I think I'm going to read them because I want to find out for myself. And that, while that sounds so great, yeah, people need to find out for themselves. No, what's wrong with just trusting someone and saying, you know what, I'd rather not find out. You know, that's all Eve did. Hey, I just want to see for myself. I want to know for myself what it's like. And, you know, one of the things that made me think about this message, you know, this week at football camp, there were several boys that one of the decisions they made was giving up pornography. And listen, I don't even like talking about pornography, but you know what? It's 2016, and it's an epidemic. It's out of control. And you know what? It's, one, it's something we need to talk about. I, while we were there at football camp, one of the preachers was going over the statistics of how many people, how many young boys have viewed it. And I didn't even want to look these things up because I don't I didn't even want to I didn't know how to search for it without typing words that I don't even want in my search engine. I, I just I, you know, but I mean it it really it blew my mind. It you know, I guess I just kinda got a reality check this week. As all these young these boys, these young boys are admitting to this. And I and I remember thinking, you know, how can this be? How is this so bad? I didn't struggle with these things. When I was a teenager, but you know why I didn't struggle with those things when I was a teenager? You know what you had to do to get your hands on that stuff when I was a teenager? You had to go to some dirty, nasty adult bookstore to get that stuff. You know, and you had to go places 
where you had to be 18 to buy those things, but can anybody tell me what's different now? Now, parents are letting their kids carry around smartphones where you can get it on your cell phone. You can go anywhere in their bedroom and they can find things that they should never see. Not only that, when I was growing up, we never had, we never had TV and cable and all that stuff growing up. And now on cable television, there are regular programs that even the news media will tell you is basically pornographic. I mean, some of the most famous, most highly rated television shows right now are basically full of pornography. And everybody watches them. They're talked about like just normal TV that, every, that apparently everyone watches. And then we wonder why young men are becoming perverts. I mean, look at the way homosexuality is being spread. How does that happen? People are getting their minds corrupted through all the junk they're watching on TV, through all the things around their cell phones. When I remember the, I, I don't, I'll tell you how old I was. I, when I was 12 years old, okay, I, I was 12 years old, and it was the 1992 Olympics. And I remember that was the first year they let the professional basketball players uh, be in the Olympics. And I had a poster in my bedroom of all of that basketball team. And one of the guys apparently on that team was a homosexual. I saw a thing about him a while back. He's not anymore, apparently. <laughs> but I guess back then he wasn't. I remember one of my friends, I, he said, did you know that he's gay? And I remember, no. I didn't know what he was talking about. I was 12. I didn't know what he was talking about. And I remember, yeah, he said, yeah. It's like, yeah, he's, he's gay. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I remember one time there was, a, there was a girl in the church around that same time. And she called, one of, she called one of my friends a queer. She got mad at him and called him a queer. Oh, you know, and I'm just like, what's the big deal? <laughs> you know, what's so bad about being called a queer? I didn't know what a queer was. But you know what? And, and I was a teenager before I even realized what gay meant, what a queer was. And even then, I did not fully grasp what it was all about. I mean, that, that's how protected I was. That's how innocent I was. But nowadays, that stuff, I mean, it's, they talk about it on the news. A lot of the language that used to not even be on certain programs, we hear presidential candidates use it all the time. And I mean, these things that are just before people didn't even speak of, they are just common topics discussed now. And nowadays, if kids are curious, okay, when I got curious, okay, now think about it. You're 12 years old. Your friend tells you somebody's gay. You don't know what that means. So when I, when I, what I had to do to find out what that meant, I had to go to my parents and say, what does this mean? And then my parents could tell me. Now, what do kids do nowadays? They go on their phones and they type these things in. They'll go searching these words and then what do you think is going to happen then? I mean, what do you, th- I mean, what do you, th- I'm not going to find out, but what do you think would happen, you know, if you went on Google right now and, you know, what does it mean to be gay? You know, and you're probably going to find some terrible, terrible things. You're going to you're going to hear some lies, and that's the first impression. That their first impression that they're going to get is going to be one that's distorted and one that is wrong. And now, you know, and you know certain things too. You know, I mean, I, I want to be careful. We have kids in here. Even the words and terms I use, but are just everyday things. Young kids now they'll hear these things, 
And they, they'll look them up on their phones. They'll go on the Internet and they'll type it in. And the access, the, the, to, you know, the way we, the, how easy it is to access, the knowledge of evil is just it's scary. And you know what? It is having an effect. And I was thinking about this too, as I'm, I'm listening to all, you know, I'm hearing all these young men, you know, confessing that they've been addicted to this stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, how does this happen? You know, how in the world did this happen? And I got to thinking about, you know, I remember this isn't very long ago. I mean, this is only a few years ago. I remember all the old fuddy-duddy preachers, you know, that were preaching against all these devices that we have. And cell phones, and, you know, what? preaching against a cell phone. What's wrong with these people? Well, you know what? Some of these older preachers, they have, they've been around for a while. They've seen some things. They've got some experience, and they, they're smart enough to know and to be able to just kind of see down the road. And you know what? I think they saw some of these things coming. They saw that you know, as this becomes more and more accepted. I mean, nowadays you're a terrible parent if your kid doesn't have a cell phone. You know, you're a terrible parent if you don't let, allow your kids access to the Internet whenever they want. I got a phone call from a cable company one time, and they found out you know, we didn't have cable or Internet at our house. And the lady was just like, you know, and I'm, she was trying to sell me their package, and I was like, I don't want it. But how are your kids going to be able to watch television? I was like, they don't need to watch. I said, Most programs on there are junk. Well, what about Internet? Your kids need to be able to get on the internet. He said, "No, they don't. <laughs> you know, they, they don't need to be able to do that." And I mean, they. She was talking to me like I'm just this, you know, country bumpkin depriving my kids of the necessities of life. But let me tell you something. There's other parents that fell for that, gave their kids everything the world said you should give them, and their kids are turning into queers. They're turning into perverts. You know, and. I'm telling you right now, this knowledge of evil is not helping us out. We are we are worse off than ever before. I, I mean, once you get involved in some of those things, it distorts your mind. It distorts the way you think. And I said, I, I can't even talk about a lot of the things that probably should be talked about. But I mean, it is it's ruining marriages. It's ruining relationships. Kid, I mean, young men in their early twenties, their desires are completely unnatural. What they are going for, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I just I can't even tell you some of the stories that I know of people at young ages just how far gone they were and how perverted they were. How did that happen? You know, we're curious people by nature. Our flesh is weak. Okay? Our our flesh is very weak, and if we have easy access to sin we're probably going to take it. And especially young people. Especially teenagers. They are more prone to these things. Young teenage boys. I'm telling you, you don't give them these things. You know, you don't let your teenage boys walk around carrying a can of gasoline in one hand you know, and a torch in the other hand. You know, I mean, they're going to... Something's going to happen. And we've got... You know, we, do, we have this attitude. We've got to find these things out for ourselves. But we need to try... To be ignorant. As individuals, as parents, we need to try to keep our children ignorant about certain sins. For example, drunkenness. Okay? I'm gonna obviously there's something to it. Do you know how much money people spend on alcohol? I'm not gonna lie to my kids and say there must not be 
There's got to be something to it. Look how much is spent on it. You know, look how many people are doing it. There must be something to getting a buzz, getting drunk, or whatever. But you know what? If you don't know what it's like, you're not going to have a whole lot of temptation, are you? I mean, look at the drugs. We we know, you know, everybody knows the stories about drugs. You know, even you know, kids in the public schools they do a lot of teaching about drugs and what it can do. But yet, look how much drugs goes on in schools. I mean, I was talking to a guy who has a ministry in the public schools, and was he was telling me about heroin usage in the public schools, and it just, it blew my mind. With I mean, middle school kids, grade school kids messing around with heroin. What in the world? I didn't even know what heroin was. You know, I was in my 20s before I even knew what heroin was. Or before I even heard of it. I, I could, if I saw it, I wouldn't know what it looked like today. I found out what heroin was because we had this guy that I worked with that was an absolute freak show, scary dude, that found out he was somebody that messed with that stuff. And after I saw this guy's life and the way he acted, I saw him one day just leaving work crying. He was one of the scariest looking guys you ever saw. He was, he was a tough looking guy. But I watched him walking out of work one time bawling. It was weird. Turned out he had messed up some stuff, did some things wrong, and just got overwhelmed. And instead of going and fixing it, he just lost it, started bawling, and walked out of work. So, you know what? Right then, I'm like, I'm never trying heroin. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I associate heroin usage with people like him. The guy got had tattoos on his head. He had, he had a dog that looked happy on one side of his head and a dog that looked mad on the other side of his head. And that was just symbolic of... He, he said, you know, this is kind of how I feel. Some days I feel like this dog. Some days I feel like that dog. You know, probably had something to do with the drug usage. You know, that, that up and down, that roller coaster. And we, you know, I, I don't want to know what it's like. I don't know what it's like to get high. I don't want what it's like to get a buzz. You know, immorality... Okay, I mean, obviously, there's probably something to some of the things that people do, the physical sins that people are involved in. But you know what? You are better off not knowing what it's like. Teenagers, they think, I just want to experience this this one time. I'm just going to do this this one time. You know, boyfriend and girlfriend, just one time, let's do this. And they think it'll just be that one time and they won't do it again. They'll control themselves after that. You are more likely to sin the second time. I mean, it's just the way it is. You, you are once you have committed a sin, it is easier to commit a sin the second time than it is the first time. You know, the first time, the one thing you have going for it, hey, I've never done this before. The other, you know, I've never done this before. I've always been taught not to do this. You know, we're afraid of the consequences of doing those things, and the consequences don't always come down on us right then. And so, the next time, we're a little more emboldened to do it again. And you're just better off not finding out what it's like. The worldly entertainment. Okay, I don't, I don't get what attracts people to rock concerts. I don't get it. There must be something to it. People spend a lot of money. They'll travel long distances to go to these rock concerts. They'll do their things where they get you know, in crowds on two different sides and the crowds will ram into each other. That sounds stupid to me, but you know what? There must be something to it. Well, I just want to see for myself. No, that's foolish. Don't, I don't want to know what it's like. I don't want to find out what it's like because, you know what, I see where people end who try all those things. 
I've seen the, you know, the end of those who want to try all the sins, who did find out for themselves, and it's not pretty the way it ends. Why don't we just start learning from other people's mistakes? Why don't we just learn from what Adam and Eve did and say, you know what, they weren't better off when they understood the knowledge of good and evil. You'll hear these preachers sometimes, they'll get up and they'll start almost glorying in their past sins. Start talking about the things that they used to do. And it's like, are, are you people absolutely foolish? You know how many young boys are in here? that are wanting to try these things out, that are tempted trying these things. And you know what? God was merciful to you. Nothing happened. You know, God was merciful to you. You got saved. You got out of that. But do you understand that you telling these funny stories that we're all laughing at right now is only going to embolden them and say, you know what? He turned out okay. I'll be okay too. But they might not be okay. You know, it is different when a person knows the truth. If we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of the truth, there is no more sacrifice for sins. In other words, you're going to get in trouble. You will be punished. You don't. There's no way you can make up for that. You're going to deal with the consequences. And these guys are going to, they're glorying in these stories about when they were ignorant. They'll tell these stories about these stupid things they did. Oh, that, that was bad. that was BC. That was before Christ. You know. So this is funny. No, that stuff's not funny. That, that those things. If some of these other boys do it, might land them in jail. They'll really ruin them. They'll stick them in a you know in a prison full of a bunch of perverts and criminals that are just going to teach them how to get farther and deeper into sin. You know, and there is no limit to how you know deep people can go in sin. We just we don't need to learn these things. We you know the so you know the the movies, the TV shows that people are talking about. You know, we don't we don't need to find out what those are like. Yeah, obviously, I. There must be some entertainment value to these things. But you know, we don't, we don't need to know. We don't need to find out what it is that attracts people to these things. There's a couple different... Uh, there's one preacher in particular I know of that he was you know, uh, going to do some study about music. And he was going to do some preaching against rock music. And so he started doing some research into rock music. And the way he did his research, he went and bought a bunch of rock music and listened to it. And he'll tell you today that that was foolish. That he should not have done that because he got things in his head that now he can't get out of his head. That was very foolish. I listened to a preacher one time. I don't, I don't remember who it was. Some guy gave me a tape of this preacher preaching to a bunch of teenagers against the evils of rock music. And he is playing clips of these songs. I'm driving in my car and all of a sudden, just boom, this horrible music comes through. And he, he played a clip to these kids. That's only going to get him curious about these things. When you start naming all these groups, he's naming all these groups. That just makes kids curious. Oh, I wonder who that is. That's why they, you know, they, they like you talking about things. That's why people hashtag things on Twitter. What's trending on Twitter? Oh, man, everybody's talking about whatever. What is that all about? And they'll get curious and go see you know, the, what's trending on Google right now. And people who had no interest in something, they'll see, man, ever, uh, you know, whatever is trending on Google right now, I need to find out what that is. And this preacher, he's up there and he's naming off all these groups. And then he starts telling, you know, talking about lyrics in these songs. He starts talking about pictures that are on the albums. And he, you can tell he has these pictures right in front of them and he is in detail describing what's on there, and I'm thinking, 
you're telling all these kids out there, stay away from this, stay away from this, stay away from this. And they're curious about it. They're naturally curious about these things while you've got it right in front of you. You know, don't anybody look at what I have in front of me. I'll explain it to you. I can see it, but you can't see it. So I wish I knew who that guy was. Because he's an idiot, and if I ever find out he's preaching somewhere, I'm not going to go listen to him. That guy, I mean, that guy's foolish. He's probably by now a pervert and out of the ministry or something. I mean, with all that, that he had exposed himself to. So, I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. And we need to remain ignorant about these things. Look at Psalms 101. We looked at this passage last week. We're part of it. I want to look at a little more of it. But look at what Psalms 101, verse. we'll start reading verse 1, says. I will sing of the mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. He understood if I'm looking at these wicked things, it's going to grab hold of me. It's going to take hold. I'm going to get hooked. Hey, everybody's talking about this TV show that's the highest rated show that's full of garbage, but you know everyone's talking about it. You know, kids at school are talking about it, and I, I, don't, I don't even know what they're talking about. And I, I just want to find out for myself. I'll go. I'll just watch one episode. But then you know what? You get hooked. You know, you, and then you got. Then you watch another one, and you watch more and more, and you get deeper and deeper. He's saying this isn't going to cleave to me, and it does. It cleaves to people. A froward heart shall not depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Okay. A forward, a perverse heart. I will not know a wicked person. You know, we need to be ignorant about certain people. You know, it's pretty sad how obsessed people are today in America with celebrities. I mean, do you realize that most of these people in Hollywood that kids are watching, they're all perverts? I mean, they're all a bunch of weirdos. They're evil, just involved in so much sin. The athletes that people look up to, and I mean, they idolize athletes, you know, because they can catch a football, dunk a basketball, and these people are absolute scumbags, perverts. I was watching a thing one time and it was showing all these basketball players, famous basketball players, and talking about how many kids they have. Now, you all know I'm not against big families, but I am against a big family when all these, or having a bunch of kids when it's with different women all the time. And it was crazy how many of these guys are like? These guys are scumbags. I mean, just absolute dirtbags. And people watch them all the time and we put them up on a pedestal because they're a good athlete. They're entertaining to watch. Our kids put up posters. That poster I had in my room, after I found out what a gay was, I got rid of that poster. And as time went on, too, you know, I learned more about those guys. Guys like Magic Johnson. You know, who was a very wicked person. I mean, pretty much every one of those guys that were on that poster, you know, were wicked people. When I was only 12 years old, I didn't know that. I didn't get that. I didn't understand it. These guys were good at basketball. But I learned real quick, you don't idolize those people. And, but young, pe- young people do that all the time. You know, your parents, they'll take their kids to these sporting events and they'll stand in line, you know, for hours while people are clamoring for their autograph and, you know, just oh, I just I just want to touch them. I want to shake their hand. I want to get a selfie with them. I I want all these things, and it's ridiculous. I mean, I've watched some of these things where Hollywood actors will come to these events, and the people will just be screaming and going nuts. 
There, I saw a video a while back where there was this crowd of people trying to just get a look at Brad Pitt. And he comes walking on these places and they are smashing this little girl into this fence. And then Brad Pitt sees it and he feels sorry for this girl and he's wanting to help her. And so he like comes over there and gets some of his people to you know help this girl over the fence. And these people are so stupid. They're such animals. Because he got even closer, it got him more excited. They're smashing even more. I think he probably made it worse. And I'm thinking, why would you want to see Brad Pitt that bad? If you want to see Brad Pitt, just don't get saved. You can go to the pit with him. and You'll spend eternity with him. I mean, just unbelievable the way people are. We don't need to know about their lives. These people are absolute perverts. We're better off not understanding the works of certain individuals, the things that they do, the lifestyles, you know, the homosexual agendas being shoved down our throats. You know, they're constantly putting them in TV shows and in movies so we can learn about their, you know, their life and we can see their side of things to show that they're really decent people. No, they're not. And we don't need to know what that's like. We don't need to understand how they live and how things work. We don't need to understand those things. We need to be ignorant to those things. Those things are wicked and they're only going to turn us into perverts like them. We sh- and uh, Let's read a few more verses in verse uh, 5. It says, Whoso privately slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will I not suffer. Okay? You ought to watch these actors when they come out and everybody starts screaming. Man, they really strut their stuff. It's kind of like a lot of preachers today too. You know, they'll come and they'll preach at these events, and everybody starts screaming and going crazy. And they go out there and they stretch, they strut their stuff, just like that. And many of these guys end up falling into sin. First youth conference I ever went to, where people just went absolutely crazy for the speakers. I mean, they when the speakers came into this youth conference, there was a couple thousand teenagers there, and I mean, they did it. They introduce them kind of like at the basketball games where they get the lights going and the music and they announce them and they all come running and everybody goes crazy. First time I went to youth conference like that, I was pretty blown away by it. And everybody was running and screaming. And you realize that almost every one of those preachers that are at that youth conference are either not in the ministry or have jumped over to other religions and things. You know, man can't handle that type of praise. I mean, most of those preachers that were there, I mean, almost everyone that year, that very church today wouldn't have them back because (laughs) these guys have all gotten involved in junk and uh, gotten themselves in trouble with immorality and things. And I'm telling you, you you know, whenever we're just worshiping people, people that are evil, people that we should... We're not supposed to be like. We're not supposed to learn their ways. We are setting ourselves up for great danger. He that, verse 7, He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. That tells me right there we shouldn't be worshiping and idolizing these politicians. You know, I, it was pretty pathetic during the Republican primary, all the preachers that followed around some of these candidates, getting their pictures taken with them, praising them, talking, calling them men of God, heroes of the faith, guys that were just as slimy and scummy as the rest of them. But they happened to cater to Christians. Liars. 
you know, cheats. I mean, they just did crooked things, and they they just overlooked it. And they have they put these guys up on a pedestal. Verse eight: I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. It's not going to be good for these people, and we don't need to learn their ways. We need to be ignorant about it. You know what? You know, I've often sat there and I've wondered. You know, how does a person just stand up there and just lie straight face to people? How do you how do you do that? How can you just get up there and be so fake and just lie and not just... If I got up and gave a speech like some of these guys do, I like to think that after I got done doing that, I'd walk off the stage, go in the bathroom and throw up because I felt so bad. I, I, watched, I, I went and saw Ted Cruz in person. I watched him give a speech and it was so fake. It was so scripted. It was so planned. He said some things I liked in there, but you know what? I didn't, after seeing him in person and hearing, I, I didn't believe it. And it did. It just and, I, and some things that ha- I learned about him after that. I thought, how did that guy not go out and throw up after he got done? Oh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he did, but I doubt it because I saw him uh, on TV that very same day at another place, giving the exact same speech, doing everything the exact same, telling the same jokes, using the same emotion. It was the most scripted, fake thing I ever saw in my life. I was just like, you have got to be kidding me. I'd like to think at least after the second time I went and told those same lies, I'd go throw up. But who knows how many times he did that. Gave that same speech, just ridiculous. You know what? I don't want to learn about these people. I don't want to know what their life is like. I don't want to watch reality shows about these people. You know, it's ridiculous. I I could really, I could care less about where they live, how they live. I think we're better off not knowing about these things. I think we'd be better off if we didn't keep up with the Kardashians and find out how those people live their lives. They are just as wicked as all get out. But you know what? Apparently, that's like one of the most highest rated reality shows. I remember they came out with an an app you could get, some kind of Kardashian game. And I remember when I saw that, I laughed. I thought, that is so stupid. Who in the world is going to get that? Well, I heard him talking in the news a while back. They've made a fortune off that app. Apparently, a ton of people love it. Oh, well, I wonder what I'm missing. Maybe I should go find out what it's like. No, forget it. I'd rather not know. I'd rather remain ignorant about those things. We ought to be ignorant concerning the things that the world fears. Look at Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 1. It says, Hear ye the word of the Lord, word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of the heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the, cu- the customs of the people are vain, for one cutteth the tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers, that it move not. They are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. He's talking about idols here. He's like, they have to be born. These idols, they have to be carried around. They can't even get anywhere on their own. They're, you know, Don't be afraid of what they can do. They can't do anything to you. But you know what? The heathen, they would get scared by idols. Ooh, look at this statue that we built. You know, It can kill you. It can destroy you. And they would also, they would get destroyed by the signs of the heavens. Oh, did you see what the stars did tonight? That means this terrible thing's going to happen. 
And you know, we see that same kind of thing too in the world. They look at the whole 2012 Mayan thing. Okay, you know, oh man, you know, the Mayans, they knew something was coming. You know, they, they knew something was coming. They said years ago, you know, because of something they saw in the stars, that, you know, 2012 was going to be the end of the world. You know, we sh- why would we worry about those things? Okay, we see the world right now. You know, what's the heathen obsessing over right now? Global warming, climate change. You know, we're, we're supposed to be panicking about all these things. We're supposed to be worried. We see that uh, our government is doing all they can to take control in every area because of the you know, imminent catastrophes coming as a result of man-made global climate change. And you know what? The heathen are dismayed at those things. They're terrified at those things. But we know how things are going to end. We understand that. We know the Bible. And you know what? We shouldn't get caught up in these things. We shouldn't get worried about all their little you know, doomsday prophecies that they come up with. We shouldn't be worried about all the financial problems, for example. You know, the Bible says not to take thought for the morrow. It tells us not to worry about you know, what we shall eat or drink. That's what the heathen do or the Gentiles. The Gentiles worry about those things. But you know what? You watch the news. There's constantly all these news things about the coming financial crisis and the stock market collapse. And you know, I don't doubt some of those things are coming. But are we supposed to be dismayed at those things? Are we supposed to be in a panic? Do we think that God is not going to be able to take care of us if the stock market crashes? Do we think God needs Wall Street or Washington? Okay, why? I get the heathen being freaked out by those things. But why would we be that way? You know, the hell scares. You know, the Zika virus that we're all supposed to get. You know, we'd be scared of. You know, uh, what was the one last year? Ebola. Yeah, Ebola. We were all supposed to get Ebola last year. You know, bird flu, swine flu. You know, all these things that are always going around. There's a new one every year. And, you know, the heathen, they get dismayed at those things. They get worried. You know, five people in Florida get Zika virus because they were traveling in other countries and CNN's got, you know, wall-to-wall coverage telling them, panic, panic, it's time to panic. You know, oh, what's going to happen to Orlando? Orlando's suffering so much. They had this nightclub shooting and now they've got the Zika virus and nobody's going to want to go visit Orlando. You know, nobody's going to, you know, what's going to happen in their tourism industry? Panic! You know, what are we, what are we get? the world is constantly panicking about things. We don't need to worry about these things. You know, the imminent catastrophic Catastrophic events, you know, all the earthquakes, you know, we've got the, what's the fault that we're by? New Madrid fault, yeah, the New Madrid fault. Hey, it's going to go eventually. There's going to be an earthquake that's going to just rock our world, <laughs> like, like for real. And I mean, and you know, the, there's all these things that's supposed to come, and you know what? They might come, but are we supposed to be worried about these things? Are we supposed to be panicking about these things, obsessing? Over these things, no. The world does that. The Bible says, "Learn not, learn not the way of the heathen." We don't need to worry about the things that they worry about. We need to. You know, we're better off remaining ignorant of these things. They have nothing to do with us. There's no reality in them. So why worry? You know, and if we're going to remain ignorant concerning evil, we can't be doing what everyone else in the world is doing. We're going to have to live a different type of life. We have to be consumed with something else. What is the world consumed with today? Television and cell phones. Okay? The world today, they have nothing better than to do but stare at a screen. 
And they are literally being programmed to think. I mean, millions and millions of people are going to go vote for Hillary Clinton in November. Millions. How can that be? You watch enough TV and you'll do it. You watch enough news and you'll do it. You read enough foolishness on the Internet and you'll do it. Millions of people are going to do that. Millions and millions of people, they do. They're scared. They believe in global warming and all these things. Why? You watch enough TV, you'll get that done. More and more people are accepting homosexuality. How can that be? Watch enough television and you'll accept it too. Watch enough and you'll you'll be you'll go right along with it. All these perverts, the porn addicts, all the watch enough stuff and you'll understand them. You will get why they do what they do. You will think the way they do. You will be in agreement with them. You know what? We're gonna to have to get consumed with something else. We might just have to start we might have to go back to reading. Books, good books, <laughs> like you know, like the Bible, for example. We might have to get back to doing things outside, without technology. You know, going camping. I know that's going to cut into your TV time. I know that's. Going to, I know you know you might if you go out in the wilderness, you might not be able to get cell phone reception. But you know what? I think it would be good. I think it would be healthy. At football camp this week, they were talking. You know, they were talking about these kids, how many of them get dehydrated and hurt because, you know, and it didn't used to be that way, but now these kids, they are, they spend so much time sitting around eating junk food, playing video games inside, they are just not conditioned to these things. They they are not ready physically to be outside all day in the heat, sweating and playing hard. They're just physically not ready for it. And they do. They get they get hurt all the time, because the, co- the coaches are like, you know, when I was younger, we didn't have, you know, they didn't make us drink as that much. They didn't make us do this. Didn't make us do that. We just we just did it. But that's because when they were kids, people played outside. They ran around. They they sweated all the time. Kids these days don't do that, and so they get hurt a lot easier. We went to when we were at the grad Emily's graduation in Rock Falls. It's it was hot that day, and we're sitting outside. And you should. I'm I'm standing down there with Lana, and there's all these moms that just kept bringing these pale boys. It was always these, you know, these pale boys that were just. The moms are taking them out. They had to leave because these kids that are like all flushed and looked like they were about to die. You know, you could tell these kids. It was the first time they've been outside, in who knows how long. Pure white. You know, they they had not seen the sun, and they couldn't handle sitting out in the sun for an hour. Let alone playing for how they couldn't even handle that, and they were they were just falling out like crazy. And I thought, good night, <laughs> you know. It's it's our culture, it's our society. We might need to get back to doing some of these things. We would be more healthy. We would be better. We would be better off, you know, mentally, morally, phys- physically, everything. We're going to have to be different, and we're going to have to start fighting against these things that are destroying people's lives. You know, parents, you're going to have you're going to have to be careful what you give your kids. Anything with internet access is dangerous it is dangerous and you know what those of us who are adults now we don't even know the temptations that they're facing because we didn't have those things growing up I, I never was tempted for those, with those things when I was growing up I had no access to it I didn't even know what it was and so I was fine I had a happy childhood I, I stayed out of trouble as a teenager. I didn't think I was staying out of trouble. 
it seemed like I got in trouble all the time. But you know, now when I see what kind of trouble teenagers get into today, man, it was a breeze. My parents had it really easy. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it, it, there's so much danger out there, and we've got to watch this stuff because it is. We can't, we've, we can't be turning out perverts. Listen, my daughters need somebody to marry. I don't want them marrying some pervert. I, I don't want them marrying some sissy boy. And so we've got to watch this stuff and really take it serious. What you know can hurt you. I've always said what you don't know can't hurt you. I say that usually with food. There's certain things in it I don't like, I don't want to know, and I'll be fine. But, you know, if you do know, <laughs> the knowledge, it can hurt you. What you know can hurt you. The knowledge of evil does not help. Kids, the things that you're curious about now that you do not understand, enjoy your ignorance. See how long you can remain ignorant and count it as a blessing. Thank God for it because if you, if you learn, the more you learn, the harder it's going to be to do right. So there, let's all stand together. Boy, let's help keep our young people...